How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. Ryan here in the Miami studio bringing you part five of our best of the IMA, that is the Independent Music Awards interviews. Here's the quick recap. A month ago, I went to New York City to cover the Independent Music Awards. I interviewed so many fantastic IMA nominees and winners, independent artists just like you, doing great things, and I brought my podcast equipment with me. We interviewed a ton of great artists. We got a lot of great advice from them to impart to you, and we've taken all those interviews. We've cut them up into little chunks, little information nuggets, and we've been playing those nuggets for you to the extent that you can play a nugget. I'm not sure. I'm sort of messing with my metaphors there, but a lot of great information that we've been sharing with you. We've been doing this for a month now. We're now on part five, which is the final part of this series. We're done after this week. We go right back to our regular podcasting, and oh my goodness, do we have so many great interviews coming up when we get back into our regular podcasting format going forward. It's going to be great. I'm so excited to share this stuff with you, and I'm so excited that we've gotten to share all these great IMA nominees and winners, and we got a bunch more coming up this week. If you want to learn about how to make a good cover song, you want to learn how to overcome tragedy, how to start late in your career and still find success, how to get sync placements. I know all you artists care so much about getting sync placements. Obviously, the right sync placement can do wonders for your career. You want to get your songs in the movies, the TV shows, the video games, commercials, things like that. And we're going to be talking to an artist on this week's episode that did just that and uh, got a really good placement. She's going to tell you how she did that and so much more. So don't go anywhere. We got a lot of great interviews this week for part five of our best of IMAs. And I'm just so glad to be back with you guys. I actually was on vacation. I just got back from a cruise. It was a one-week cruise, and now I'm back. And I've always said that one of the most underrated things about going on vacation, and this is kind of an unpopular opinion, but it's something I truly and firmly believe. One of the best things about coming one of the best things about going on vacation is when you come home. I think when you come back from vacation, you sort of fall in love with your old surroundings. You had some time away from your house or your apartment or something like that, and when you come back to it, it makes you feel good. You miss it. I miss being home. I miss Miami, and I missed all of you guys, and so I'm so, so glad to be back here on the Break the Business podcast. That being said, whew, vacation was fun. Loved me this vacation. I am a cruise hound, man. I love going on that ship. I love the shore excursions. I love the endless buffets. I think I gained about 15 to 20 pounds on this one trip alone. I regret nothing except for the indigestion. It was so, so great. I think the only low light on the trip was I did karaoke the one night, and this turned out to be a low light for everybody on board. The song I chose to do and God, I hope there's no video evidence of this, is I did All of Me by John Legend, which for me was always one of my karaoke go-tos. Like, we all, we all have that go-to song, right? Especially you indie artists. When you go to karaoke, you have that one song that you feel confident that you can nail. And that's the song that, if it's not in the karaoke book when you go to the karaoke bar, you don't even want to do karaoke that day because that's your song. And for the last three or four years, All of Me by John Legend was my song. It was a song I felt comfortable doing, and I knew I could get through it and do an okay job. I'm not a great singer, but I knew I could just, I could make my way through that one. And I hadn't sung the song in about two or three years because I've been super busy, haven't had a chance to go to a karaoke bar, but I was at the karaoke bar on this cruise, and so I said, oh, I'm going to go to my go-to. 
All of Me by John Legend. It won't let me down. It never has. I'm going to bring the house down with this little ditty. And I get up there, and I'm doing fine. I'm singing the song. I'm nailing it. I'm staying relatively in pitch. And then you get to the high note of that song. The, uh, I'll give you all of me. That one. Except it's much, much higher, as many of you know from listening to the song, because it's super popular, and everybody's heard it. So... Three years ago, the last time I sung this song in karaoke, I could hit that note. And I had every reason to believe that over the past three years, nothing has changed. I'm 33 years old. Presumably, I've gone through puberty. And so any dropping in my voice, any changing in my voice should have already happened. But sure enough, I get up there and the chorus comes. And guess who can't hit the high note anymore? This guy. And that's a really bad time to find out you can't hit the high note in all of me anymore because that high note shows up about six more times in the song. So I had to try six more times and fail every time to hit that high note, just cracking every single time, one after another, super traumatic. And all of that's meant to say that I'm not a great singer. But you know what we have coming up on these next few interviews? A lot of great singers, some great IMA nominees and winners. Coming up now, this is part five of our best of the IMAs here on the Break the Business podcast. We have the Independent Music Award winner for Best Cover Song, the artist Christy Krueger here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited. I love a good cover, and you've covered one of my favorite songs to win this award, Folsom Prison Blues by Johnny Cash. What inspired you to cover his work? I am a huge Johnny Cash fan. My I kind love of person. Yeah, I love his music, <laughs> and I love early American jazz, folk, blues, country. I'm a real big fan of early American music. And then he had, Johnny Cash had this way of relating to anyone. The working man, the rich man, he related to pretty much everyone. And I have always been so inspired by him. And I was actually at a cabin in Tennessee. It was actually a cabin that he used to own. It actually is owned by Johnny Knoxville now, I believe. Huh. And I was I was there for the Americana Music Fest. And we had a ton of musicians staying at this cabin. And we, we got together and played Hank Sr. tunes and Johnny Cash tunes. And we were doing different arrangements of all the songs. And then I had the idea to put Folsom Prison in minor, which is actually the main reason it probably sounds really different than the original. And not to mention I'm a woman. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that too. Yeah. So, okay, that brings me to my next question. I, I think the secret to a good cover, like the, certainly the kind of cover that makes me smile, is an artist who has just enough faithfulness to the source material but also knows how to make the song their own. And certainly putting it into a minor key, that's, that's really an example of making it your own. How do you find that balance when you do a cover? How do you sort of make sure you're balancing both sides of that? Well, usually when I go to cover a tune, I really enjoy covering male vocalists because I don't want to compete with Patsy Cline. <laughs> I don't want to compete with Loretta Lynn. You know, these are, you know, just amazing gems of musical history. I mean, there's certain musicians I love and I respect but the first thing that I like to do usually is take a male's song take a male artist and kind of put my own spin on it I used to live in New Orleans I was very influenced by New Orleans music and I my background is jazz piano and so we did a real like kind of gritty New Orleans dark treatment of this song wow 
I, I can't wait to listen to it. And for all the listeners who want to check this out, where can they find you online? I just released this new album. It's coming out July 5th on State Fair Records. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, all the digital outlets. It will be available for sale as of July 5th. The album is called Fever of Unknown Origin. Ooh, I like it. Christy Kruger, everybody, thank you so much for being on the show, and congratulations. You're welcome. I'll get you a CD. Oh, I would love that. (laughs) We got King Shad here. He is the nominee for Best Hip Hop Album here at the Independent Music Awards. King Shad, tell me about an obstacle you've overcome in your music career and how you overcame it. The biggest obstacle I have right now is my brother passing away. Oh, gosh. August 7th, my brother passed away, 2017. I think, like, at that time, I was just moving, and now it's like, now I think strategic, everything is just changed. It's like losing someone and not knowing that you would lose that person or even thinking about losing that person, and it just happens. It's just, it can either bring motivation towards you or it could bring discomfort and... Um, uh, wow, so what did it do for you? Like, did did it fuel your art? For did- me, it fueled a lot. It fueled, It made me want to go a lot more, be stronger. It made me more confident. made me feel like I can go out there because each and every day is someone who may not wake up. It's someone who may not nah, just get that, enjoy that, that lifetime, that lifespan. You know what I'm saying? Everybody feel like you got time, but... Sometimes you just don't got time. It's just like that. So it made me really want to go harder for my family. It made me think more about what I do. It made me want to change my surroundings. It made me just change a lot about who I am. And that is really powerful advice. I really thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners because I know a lot of our listeners out there are going through something similar. And I hope they take inspiration from your story. And congratulations on getting nominated. I'm wishing you all the best for tomorrow. Tell people how they can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram or anywhere at KVNGSHAD. Matter of fact, you can go look me up on Google. I'm Google certified. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We are here with Monica Pasquale. She is nominated here at the IMAs for Best Americana Song and Best Eclectic Song. I like that. Doubling your chances for victory. Always a smart move. Monica, tell us a bit about an obstacle that you've overcame in your career and how you overcame it. Well, I would say my whole career has been a series of obstacles and wins. And I just feel like it, from the beginning, I mean, I was... uh, I was intending to become a classical pianist. I went to, to college as a, a piano performance major and ended up getting sick, ended up quitting music altogether. Um, my life took a total detour. I moved to the Bay Area and um, started writing songs. And in a way, at that time... I didn't start writing songs until I was 28 or 29 years old and didn't even know how to sing at that point and started singing. Wow. And everybody at that point said, well, it's kind of late. You know, you're, you're, a little bit, you're a little bit old to be starting this career. And that was more at a time when a career in music was about, you know, big labels. and. But I ended up winning a lot of, like, um, some... Bay Area and national competitions, got a fantastic uh, record deal with a 
it was a recording deal in the in in the Bay Area that was worth probably about a hundred thousand dollars at that time. Still analog recording then; they hadn't moved <laughs> to digital. Wow! And um, that was in the in the nineties, and um, got to record this fantastic album. Band broke up right at the end of it. It was a win. It was an obstacle. I ended up feeling like, oh, okay, I'm kind of quitting for a while. Recorded a solo album. That band all moved away. And at one point, I was feeling super just disillusioned with, with the music and with the, like, oh, you're the next big thing. And, oh, sorry, I guess not. <laughs> and um, a group of friends, uh, all of us at this point were in our uh, late 30s, um, put together... A band, and we just were like, okay, this is just gonna be a for fun thing, and uh, we're just gonna play the gigs we love, and we're only gonna play if the money's good or the gig's great, and we're not gonna like try to do anything else. Well, of course, that band ended up um, getting uh, a lot of success. That was called Blame Sally. We ended up signing like a. Um, was with a new company called Opus in in the Bay Area, and we ended up signing like a half million dollar record deal when nobody else was signing. That was in 2008, and uh, for five years, got to tour the U.S. and uh, Europe, and recorded five albums in that time. Um, oh, we won a couple of independent music awards. <laughs> oh, so I'm dealing with an IMA veteran here. The Meryl yeah. Streep of the IMAs over here. Just like, like you, if you win tomorrow, oh, another IMA. Well, I, I got to say, your story is it just embodies what I love most about what's happening now with the independent music industry, which is this idea that we're not going to put any kind of arbitrary age limit on music exactly. career success. Artists drive the industry now, and frankly... Music listeners like me, all the people listening to music out there, we want to hear from people of all ages, of all life experiences. Absolutely. And we don't want labels telling us that every artist we listen to has to be under 30. So I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm thrilled that you're making great Americana and eclectic music. <laughs> and I'm thrilled that the IMAs is celebrating your work. Kudos to you. How can people find you out there? Well, they can find me. I have a website, monicapasquale.com. Um, that's P-A-S-Q-U-A-L, monicapasquale.com. Um, on YouTube, I have a, a pretty cool video called You Can't Kill Light. Um, and I also have another bl band, the band that I was talking about, uh, Blame Sally. And that's uh, Blame Sally as in It's Her Fault. And uh, those are two places you can find me. You can find me on YouTube and you can find me on Spotify and all those places where you find artists. IMA winners keep rolling in. We now have Martine Clayton with us. She just won the Independent Music Award for Best Song Used in a Film, TV, or Game Score, a song she did with Carrie Brown called Crown. Martine, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be talking to you. I love artists who get their music in a sync opportunity, uh, like a you know, in a, in a TV show or film or something like that. I love hearing about how that process came together, so I'm excited to talk to you about it. First of all, t tell us, where was your song placed? 
The song was actually placed and used by Miss Universe Canada. They used it as their theme song for the 2018 finale. Wow. So how did you get that opportunity? That's got to be a cool story. So... To be quite honest, I wish it was a little bit cooler. Um, It really just started with a lot of spamming the people who I who were connected with the event. Um, Oh, so you knew that you wanted to be in this show from the beginning? um, You know, not definitely not when the song was written. Um, The song kind of came about in a very organic, um, emotional fashion. But once it was once it was all done, I started looking at organizations and companies or any events that whose message could be aligned with our song. Mm. And I started, for all intents and purposes, cold calling them. I sent them the song, I sent them emails, I set up meetings, and eventually the right people heard me. So who were the kind of people that you reached out to? Did you go right to the organizers? Did you talk to like maybe a sync company that works with these or, uh, kind of competitions? Like who, who were the people that you were spamming? <laughs> Um, I, I spammed all of them. Oh, every last one. <laughs> every last one from from organizers to sync people to um, uh, eventually what actually ended up getting me in was women who had been in the event, had participated in the event before, who knew people higher up who could would actually get me in through that third door and set up a warm meeting with them. And that was ultimately what got us into that opportunity. So sometimes it's not about reaching out to the person directly, but reaching out to a person that you know has the ear exactly. of the decision maker. Exactly. And it sounds like that's what you made happen there. That's really, really cool. I know that I can already hear the artist asking a bunch of more questions. How did she do it? How did she do it? So what was the message that you were sending? Like, how, how would you phrase the ask? Uh, you know, the our song, Crown... Um, I think that the story behind the song is really beautiful. We, Carrie Brown and I have been friends since we were kids. Um, we, we were professionally rivals for all intents and purposes. We were always pitted against one another, but we loved each other in spite of it. We, we really were always on the opposite ends rooting for one another. Um, and then, you know, you fast forward almost 20 years later and we decided to write a song about that. We decided to write a song about, Um, supporting each other and unapologetically loving who you are, choosing to be who you are, um, being who you are under any circumstance. And that's what crown is all about. We're saying wear that crown, um, the qualities that make you shine, you run with them and you be proud of them no matter what. So that was our message um, coming forward. And that was what what we pitched to Miss Universe and it just happened to be very closely aligned with what they were hoping to put out with Miss Universe Canada. So it's not just about saying, hey, I think this is a cool song. Check it out. You really made sure that you knew your audience and you knew what they were looking for. And you really made sure that you could tailor the message to fit their needs. Exactly. Wow. And it certainly exactly. paid off for you both in terms of a pretty cool placement that you got uh, on the synchronization side, but also in a pretty nice piece of Independent Music Award hardware that you're taking home. Exactly. What an awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, tell people where they can find you online. So they can find me online at Martine Clayton, uh, martineclayton.com and the at Martine Clayton on any any social media sites. We are on, both Carrie Brown and myself are on all music streaming sites so pandora um, spotify itunes you name it we're on there
Okay, it is my last interview of the <laughs> Independent Music Awards, and we are going out with a bang, folks. Speaking with Jen Siget, she is the Independent Music Award winner for Best Americana Song. The song was It's About Time featuring Luther Dickinson. Jen, congratulations. I'm so happy to be talking to you. Hey, thanks for having me, and I'm, I'm so happy to be here and feel so fortunate to to have won this award absolutely so i we have a cheering section here who's who's in, who's your group here who do we got oh my <laughs> they're saying no don't talk about me what uh, it's a podcast they can't see you shaking your head no <laughs> uh, i have liz storm who's a longtime friend of mine and also a lovely attorney and does a lot of syncing and licensing work for folks wonderful uh, wonderful person who encouraged me to up to do this award. oh my god you know yeah. i want you know i want to promote a fellow entertainment That's right. attorney That's absolutely right. <laughs> and uh and i'm from Lansing, Michigan, and my friend Kelly Mackin is sitting back here, and she was nice enough to come and just be my travel buddy because my boyfriend is in Cleveland. Wow. So I needed a travel buddy. So. so does he know yet? Does he know you won? He did. I sent him a text message, and I, I got a party shot back of him and his friend in Cleveland celebrating with me vicariously from far away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> You're coming back with some hardware, so I know he's going to be pretty happy for you. This is so, so great. And I, I love talking with indie artists at their when they're at their height, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, when, when something cool has really happened. So I want you to take us to the moment. How are you feeling right now? Because I want you to look back on this episode and always be able to come back to how you felt in that moment. Take us through how you're feeling right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty shocked. Shocked? Um, All right. I, I didn't really think entering that I had any real shot of top five let alone winning <laughs> um but maybe that's most of us i feel like we're all you know we all waffle somewhere between confidence and total lack of it so. yeah. um, what an artist not having confidence imposter yeah, syndrome you never hear about never that never happens never happens <laughs> but i feel like this song in particular is a fun story as a winner because two weeks before i went into the studio to make this record the song didn't exist so it went wow. from from two weeks ago before the record, my producer, Dominic John Davis, who co-wrote the song, uh, he said, I play banjo, and the song features some banjo playing. But up till that point, I didn't have a tune with banjo on the record. And he said, I really think you need a song featuring your banjo skills on this record. Gotta have banjo. Uh, and so we were having a three-way phone call with him and the engineer, and he got a little quiet at the end of the call. And after the call ended, he, he got a hold of me and said, I was writing your banjo song <laughs> while, we were, while we were on that. So he sent me like he was on tour with someone. I don't even know where he was at or where he was touring. He plays with Jack White as um, a little uh, telling you what he does. Um, but he played a little bass line and he kind of like hummed a little melody. Uh, and so I took it home, what he gave me, and uh, wrote the banjo part and continued to write the rest of the lyrics. And then two weeks later, we recorded it in studio and had the lucky fortune of having Luther Dickinson on the track who played with the Black Crows and is currently with the North Mississippi All-Stars. And he just happened to be playing in Michigan the week we were recording. Just was passing through. Just passing through. <laughs> and it was his birthday the day he came in. My birthday was the following day. So it felt like a little uh, Capricorn birthday celebration for me. And uh, it was nice to meet him. He's a lovely human being. Uh, and he killed it on the track. And so at any rate, if you're an indie artist and you're out there, um, you never know. <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen with this song because, like I said, two weeks before the record was made, this didn't exist. It's now gone on to have Luther on it. Now it's winning an award. It's kind of an amazing thing. So. I think that's a great thing for indie artists to hear is that sometimes great works of art are the product <laughs> of lots of planling and hard work and hustling and grinding. And sometimes they just it come just to you by the right yep. you know, turn of events. <laughs> and, you know, and and those are the, I mean, that's got to be frustrating for you because it's like, man, I put, there's other songs I put so much work into. And then this one that we threw together in a couple of weeks wins the award. It's but true. that's the way it is. And I find going into a recording process 
The songs I like going in are not always the same coming out because once all my other talented friends lend their abilities to the record, they shape it a little bit. You know, they help me shape the song in their own way with their contributions. And so a lot of times what they add will will dictate what I like about a song. So, um, yeah, I just recording is also one of my favorite things to do. I, I've been on over 50 records. It's just like I feel very fortunate to do it. Uh, and I just really, really enjoy it. I like seeing, again, what it, the process, what it's like going in, and then what it, what ends up coming out the other side is is always a surprise and fun to see. So. Well, I'm so thrilled for you that the end result of this particular process has brought you a pretty nifty vinyl record that you get to yes. frame. So take close us out here on the Break the Business podcast. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Oh, well, I mean, social media, obviously, Mm -hmm. is the next wave. Um, So making lots of posts. I'm actually slacking right now because I have no service where we're doing this interview. So I haven't even posted. No one knows that I've won this award yet. (laughs) I'm sure they're about to get a lot of posts from you pretty soon. Oh, yes. Oh, good. Uh. (laughs) To all the listeners, yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, I really just feel like sticking to it is really just the thing. I mean, uh, I've been doing it for getting on 20 years, getting close to it, and uh and the longer I do it, the more things I find are coming my way. You just make more connections with people, um, and the more connections you make, the more the ball gets rolling. Um, yeah. I can't remember who it was who said that the harder I work, the luckier I get. Oh, that's a great that's quote. Great. I don't remember who said it either, but it is a great <laughs> and, and since true. there's no internet down here, we'll never be able to find <laughs> out. But our <laughs> listeners can look it up. Jen, thank you so much for being Thanks on the so show. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Ryan here back in the Miami studio. Gosh, I miss New York. That was such an incredible experience for me, being around all of those talented, inspiring, independent artist entrepreneurs. We talked to amazing songwriters. We talked to great business people. We talked to visionary video creators. We talked to inventors of musical instruments. We talked to songwriters who've gotten their music placed in TV programs We got to speak to Grammy winners and authors. What an incredible experience. And I'm so thrilled that I've been able to share those experiences with you over the last five weeks on this IMA's special that we've been doing. I do want to thank Christy Krueger, King Shad, Monica Pasquale, Martine Clayton, and Jen Siget for joining us this week. And I want to extend one more thank you to Martin and Jude Folkman, the fantastic couple that puts on the independent music awards every year not only did they put on an amazing program this year but they couldn't have been nicer to me they welcomed this podcast with open arms gave us a place to record to interview all these fantastic artists what true friends of the podcast they are and so what i would want to implore to you artists one last time is to submit your music for the Independent Music Awards. There's so many categories, dozens, hundreds of categories that you can win an award for, and I know a lot of you have great music out there because you share it with me all the time. It's so, so good. Get yourself an award. Maybe I'll see you at the IMAs next year. Thank you so, so much for listening. We're back to our regular podcast programming next week. Thank you all for listening to the show. We will see you next week.